several anime companies have gone bankrupt. 1,337 anime fans have been sued. All the while, the Bonsai Beat has been there to deliver you the latest in news, show reviews, and discussions from both the experienced and novice anime fans' point of view. And now, broadcasting from a deserted island so Funimation's lawyers can't find them, here are your hosts, Jellocoon and Zack. Hey everybody, this is Jellocoon with Zack, as the intro surmised, or said. <laughs> Pointed out. Yes. Um, this is a bonus episode. This is our top five anime of 2012. So back in 2009. Ten, way back. Get yeah. your way back machine. Yes, you can actually still listen to it. I did a top five with a lot of nifty music and all kinds of cool stuff uh, of the tep- best of 2010. Not 2009, it was 2010. And I said, hey, I'll do it in 2011. And I never did. But uh, I thought it'd be fun to uh, run down our top five anime of 2012. Give you a little synopsis of what they were. Maybe you want to check them out. So basically, our cutoff was fall winter of 20... Of yeah, winter of 2012. So technically... If it aired from, uh, what was it, October, November of, it'd be October of 2011 to December of 2012. So, if it aired in that time frame, it technically counted. It's fair game. It is fair game, exactly. Because we do plan on eventually doing 2011, because like you said, you skipped it. Yeah, we should do it. Why not? But not today. Not Don't today. get ahead of yourself. Exactly. We are doing this out of order. Right. Exactly. So, Zach, what is your number five? Sure. To start it off, it's. My number five is Sword Art Online. And I'm actually spared a lot of discussion because we just discussed it in the podcast. So check out 153, and you can hear all about Sword Art Online. There you go. So it is a show about a guy getting stuck in a game, and he must fight for his life. Otherwise he dies. Right. Pretty cool. And unnecessarily side plots ensue, but it's a good video game anime. There you go. There's a lot of them lately. Uh, Right. My number five. Listen to me, girls. I am your father. So it is about a college kid whose uh, sister and her husband are killed in a plane crash. And he is kind of left with these three girls. Um, One's a high school girl who, weirdly enough, has a crush on him. She's... There is nieces. So... Um, then there's the middle school girl, and then there's a toddler named Hina. And, uh, it's basically him adapting to basically becoming a father. Um, but there's a lot more to it. There's other storylines, and if it was only that, if it was only that, it probably could have been higher on my list, but, um, regardless, it was was an okay show. On to my number four. Which is Blast of Tempest, a show that's not done airing, but so far has fulfilled enough of my expectations that it's high up there. 
it's essentially... Uh, hmm, I don't even know how to sum it up, so we won't say essentially. But these two guys are friends, and one of them's sister gets murdered. And they both want to find out who did it, because the friend of the person's sister who got murdered was actually dating his sister. So they both have vested interest in his sister, so they want to investigate who killed her, obviously, because they're upset. So they con- they're they contacted by this mage trapped on an island through dolls, which sounds really hokey, but... <laughs> I guess the whole show is kind of hokey, but it's a good magic show, and I really like it because the past four episodes has been, like, non-stop dialogue, which is a nice change from the fighting because they're actually explaining all the story, so... That's why it's so high up. It's actually a show that explains its plot without just senseless magic violence, which is fun too, but I get annoyed after a while. And there's Shakespeare. Right, and plenty of Hamlet quotes, which tie into the show nicely, despite it being so obscure. (laughs) (laughs) So that's mine. My number four is... Amagami SS Plus. Uh, this is the second season of Amagami SS, a anime adaptation of a uh, visual novel. Well, not even a visual novel. Yeah, I guess I'd call it a visual novel. Basically a PC game where basically you pick the girl and you try to date them. In this case, uh, the second season where it pretty much picks up after the first season. Um, basically... Uh, uh, the main character reunites again with all the girls, but now that he's been dating them and things are so. If you liked the first season as I did, the second season is just more fun of what you got from the first season. So. And the second season is SS? Yeah, SS Plus. Oh, I see. Yep. Sounds fun. Yeah, it, it is. Um, lighthearted. There's some fan servers, a little bit of Ichi, you know. But uh, it, it's a fun show. My number three is another airing show. <laughs> Psychopaths, and this is a show that really caught me because it started off with a bang, a very bloody bang, because one of them, the people gets shot by a gun and exploded, essentially. Yes. Because the guns they have, Dominators, I Lethal think. Terminations. Yeah, they Aim deemed Lethal so. Termination was necessary for that criminal, Aim and carefully. exploded them. Yeah, you like how it warns you. Aim carefully. <laughs> but I said that the reason I like this show is because I really like the show CSI, and the show's pacing resembles that of CSI, where they kind of, like, solve a crime each episode. But then you have this big, bigger picture behind it that's, like, the whole crime story someone else is trying to orchestrate. So they're solving all the little crimes leading up to the big one. So because I like CSI and it's basically just a really good action anime, that's why it's my number three. All right. And it's not done, but I'm looking forward to the next episode. There you go. My number three is... Kokoro Connect. Oh, yeah. 
a show about five friends who start a a club, and then all of a sudden they start body switching, and for unexplained reasons they can switch bodies, and then it's explained to them, and then they can start helping. They start helping each other out with their kind of problems that they weren't really telling people about, and uh, other plots ensue, and um, it's just an enjoyable show. And uh, thought it, thought it warranted a good spot on here. Um, something that was recently recommended to me. Uh, you can listen to the review in episode actually 152. Um, but uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. Recommended by me. Yay. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I like how you left it off because the synopsis I gave you were people switching bodies. Other things do happen, but you'll have to watch. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So my number two. <laughs> was Future Diary, which was actually the first review I did for this podcast, number 140-something. But it's one of the first dark anime shows I've seen, and as strange as it seems, it was an actual nice break from the lighthearted stuff, where normally you'd be like, I want some lighthearted stuff, but for me, all the anime I saw up into that point was like comedy, like Haruhi, or normal action, like Claymore or something. So I'm like, oh, an actual dark plot should be interesting. And... Uh, the reason it's my number two is because the characters were so memorable. There's so many characters in it, and they were all, like, interesting in their own way, so... Oh, you know. Yep. Number one psychotic bitch. Yes, so. ever. Uh, number two was also Future Diary for me. Um, so, it's about a kid named Yukitaro, who basically just spends his days uh, observing around him. He doesn't talk to anybody. He's kind of a loner. He is always writing a diary on his phone. Well, suddenly, he can start seeing the future and gets being told stuff ahead of time. So, like, for example, he wakes up and uh, he finds out, oh, there's going to be a pop quiz. Well, sure enough, there's a pop quiz. And uh, he basically gets put into a battle royale with, with, I think it's, what, 12 other people? 11 Uh, 11 other people. Um to become the new god of the universe. And it's a very dark and bloody anime, but it's very good. It's not just gory for the sake of being gory. Um, like like Zach said, there's a lot of memorable characters. There's a lot of good plot progression and twists. And um, it's just a really good show. And I, I really, really liked it. It was one of the shows that I watched that I didn't watch um, when it originally aired originally. I'd waited like whew, probably 19 or 20 weeks into it and everyone was just saying how good it was. So I finally checked it out. I practically marathoned the entire show in two or three days. Yeah. It caught up at the airing point at that time. And the show does a really good job of, of taking your hand and thrusting you into this universe from the very first episode. And uh, very good psychological um, drama and romance and violence. and It does everything just so well. Right, another selling point for me is, up until that point, watching generic anime, you could say, is all the main characters were, like, 
super bravado, kill everyone with one punch. But in this show, even though some people complained how the main character, Yuki, was like afraid of things, I thought it was nice that to have an actual realistic character. Because if people were trying to kill me in like a survival game, I'd be kind of upset too. So Yeah, he's kind of a bitch to begin with, but it's like... When, that, like you'd yeah, you the can't same say way. you'd be like super gun ho like killing everyone. You're just a kid, so Yep, yep. So I like that aspect of it. Yes. The number one, drum roll. Now this is actually a show that started in twenty eleven but carried over until like halfway through twenty twelve, and it is f- Fate Zero, the epic action story with epic heroes, as I like to describe it, <laughs> because it has all the legendary characters like King Arthur, who for some reason is a girl, because anime. Yes. So, but basically, the reason it's my top one is up until this point, like I saw Full Metal Brotherhood and that has really good fight scenes, but this show like has such great clean animation for all the fight scenes because it was like one of the newest shows I've ever watched that I was just blown away that the fight scenes could even look that good so it's way up there for that and it has a lot of diverse characters like Future Diary because it's another battle royale type thing where you have casters as they're called summon legendary heroes and fight for the holy grail which sounds hokey but the original the legendary characters actually have like personality traits like they do in history books so actually tie it all together like a big long history mashup and since i love history so much it was pretty cool so oh, there that's you go. my number one my number one Kids on a Slope, um, a show by the director of Cowboy Bebop, and the music by Yoko Kano, the, uh, again, the composer of Cowboy Bebop's music. Um, the show focuses on um, a kid who moves, um, his name escapes me all of a sudden, um, he moves to a new school. And he basically is a loner and doesn't have very many friends. He meets a kind of the school kind of bully named Centaro. And uh, Centaro plays uh, jazz, plays drums, but he mainly plays the jazz. Where the main character plays to, uh, uh, he plays classical piano. They learn, he learns jazz, learns how to play piano, or plays, learns how to play jazz piano to kind of shut Centaro up and like prove to him, like, ah, oh, I can do it too. It's not that hard. And in time, they start bonding a friendship. Um, there's also a girl that gets involved. Um, this show is just amazing. Uh, there's no. The show is set in the 1960s. So you've got the other characters. Uh, there's, a, there's a character who's like a, a war demonstrator. Um, uh, this show's just amazing. Um... You've got a good love story. You've got a good friendship story. The music is just awesome. I don't even like jazz, and I can throw this sh- this uh, soundtrack on and just rock out. Like it's it's just amazing. Um, I really like the fact that it pretty much is uh, it's unique. 
You know, very rarely do we see shows that are pretty much realistic. And they they tackle a lot of subjects. They handle love very realistically. They ha- it's not the this guy is uh, Johnny Every Guy or he's Mr. Handsome Stud. Every girl wants his cock. It's portrayed very well, and I like the setting. And they didn't have technology and stuff back then, so the way they handle things are completely different than we would today. Yeah, I'm one of those people that couldn't really see its value, but nothing you said was untrue. It was good. It just wasn't what I. Like. Yeah, yeah, and I completely understand. I mean, people have their their likes and dislikes. I mean, you're either going to like it or you're not going to like it. So, Yeah, but, uh, but for what it was, it was done really well. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it, and I thought it was my number one for the year. And, um, yeah, that is that. We've actually done a review of it. Yes, yes, we have. 149. Eight. Or 148. Yeah, 148? Yep. So there you go. Check out com front slash reviews and you'll find our entire review index um we've reviewed some of these shows as we stated check out the full reviews there uh so i uh, hope you've had a happy holidays we'll be back in 2013 with more reviews and uh a lot more fun i guess bringing in the new year with the bang there you go <laughs> Open Gangnam Style.